The Last Word with Matt Cooper. We're joined by Daniel McConnell, editor of the Business Post. And the first thing I want to ask you about is the government's position in relation to those seeking international protection or refugees and where they're placed. Because what did Tishuk Leav Radker today say about uh, a form almost of compensation for areas that have taken in the highest number of Ukrainians and asylum seekers? Yeah, so this is obviously in, in, I suppose, reaction or response to events of the last uh, two weeks or so, Matt, where we've seen, I suppose, protests kind of emerging in towns like Ross Grey uh, and elsewhere over the country, you know, in opposition to the placement of, of, of refugees there. And obviously, there were obviously heated scenes uh, there in recent days. So what the teacher has basically said, he's asking ministers to look at how they can help 10 identified districts in the country where they have seen they would have to have the high, or they're seen to have, have the highest proportion of Ukrainian refugees and in international protection applications. So essentially these are essentially emerging as hotspots that, that where there's potential trouble. Um, and speaking on his way into cabinet this morning, he's, he said he's already, I suppose, they've done that or the government has done that to a certain degree through this kind of community recognition fund. But I think they're looking to do more with increased resources around health and education, I suppose, wrapping these, um, I suppose, people coming in with additional support. And I think it's also, I suppose, recognising the complaints and concerns of some of these communities that, you know, that, you know, the, these towns are already struggling with, you know, to have adequate health cover. There might not be enough GP cover. There may not be enough school places, etc. like that. So I think what they're trying to do is make sure that if um, a number of refugees are going to be placed in, in a community that there are sufficient supports. And I suppose that just makes common sense. But I think what we've seen in this um uh, we've seen in this country is you know we haven't seen those supports necessarily match where those uh, those migrants have necessarily been placed. And could it also be, Danny, that when the supports are actually announced and the funds is put in place, the money simply isn't drawn down? Well, that that's all, that is often true. And again, I suppose what we've seen, and it's been an unusual, uh, I suppose, occurrence and advancement in in the Irish narrative. A lot of these things is that money isn't the issue, it's about, I suppose, capacity to deliver. So there's either been a shortfall in, I suppose, uh, experts, you know, be they medical experts or, or medical people um, or social care uh, people to, to deliver the supports that are needed. So it, it hasn't been a money issue, Matt, it's been a capacity issue to deliver it. And I think that's not just reflected in this scenario, it's reflected in the building sector, it's reflected in kind of all sectors across the country at the moment. So I, I, I think the government is, I think, stands accused, I think, of, of of seeking to do the right thing but not having the supports in place to do it and have had to, have been seen to scramble and, you know, when controversies like this have arisen, they've, been, they've had to you know, either back down as they have done in terms of the placement of male-only kind of migrants in, in certain places and, and kind of uh, to, to, to prioritise families and, 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 and women in particular um, but, what, but also I think they've been the stand accused of, of you know, essentially throwing or, or putting large groups of people into unsuitable accommodations and ultimately I think that, that they have received a, a pretty strong backlash on, on, when seeking to do that and I think what they're trying to do now is finesse the argument or finesse the offering that that, that is in place but I, I do think you know we've taken in a large number of people there was over 100,000 people came in from Ukraine alone in the last 18 months or so that's a significant influx of people you know at the, at the best of times anyway but what was clear the country was already dealing with sort of capacity issues particularly in terms of housing so these, these this is essentially just a working out of those problems oh, and those okay. difficulties all across the country. Daniel, is it the case so that, I mean, not all the spread of people has been equal, but that for the most part, no county or town has taken a disproportionate number by comparison with the rest of the country? No, I, I think that's fair, but I, I think the, the feeling or the, certainly the perception, Matt, is particularly when kind of 
groups of, of, of migrants are brought in, say, under the shadow of darkness and at night time without sort of prior consultation, that the, there is a sense that some, and I think it's a destructive narrative that has been put out by certain malign forces, that, you know, towns were overrun. I mean, even, I'm just looking at some of the uh, some of the footage from Ross Gray, you know, there's, ta- there's signs on, on the road saying Ross Gray is full. Like, I mean, <clears throat> you know, one of, the, one of the people in our editorial conference were making the point there, you know, towns seem to have gone very quickly from being, you know, from dying and kind of being, you know, on their last legs to, to now all full very all of a sudden so that the, there is a kind of a, a misperception but uh, there are certainly black spots across the country map where there has been a higher concentration of, of, of migrants you see it particularly in say places like Dublin 1 where, there's a, where there was already a high concentration of homeless people and people in emergency accommodation that too has become a bit of a a, 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 a place where a high concentration of migrants have gone into because obviously the, you know the office blocks in, in East Wall etc that is one case in point so there are certain areas where the state has tended to look to when it comes to dealing with emergency situations for whatever socio-economic reasons, cost reasons, or whatever, but the, you know, but by and large, I don't think any county in particular could say we are unduly or un- unfairly burdened by the influx of people. But that's not to say that that's not the feeling on the ground either. Okay, the issue of single men uh, from other countries and how they've been used as a target is something I'm going to be discussing with Fintan O'Toole after uh, five o'clock here on the program. But one other thing, Daniel, and this is something particularly of interest, I'd imagine, to your business post reader, those in the restaurant and hospitality sector in particular, where we've seen quite a lot of closures in recent times. What is Theotonished and Michal Martin saying about the warehoused debt repayments, which the revenue want uh, paid up by May? Yeah, so this is a scheme that was put in place during COVID nineteen for businesses and individuals, so self self taxing or self taxing people or uh, self employed people, and, and as at the end of November, there was one point eight billion in warehouse debt left outstanding, and that kind of there was about fifty eight or fifty nine thousand businesses uh, kind of involved. Now that number has come down steadily enough. Uh, that was about two point five billion uh, at the end of twenty twenty two. So the number is coming down, but I think what revenue has sort to do is say they want to put an end to this and, 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 and kind of just tidy up this legacy issue. However, I think in light of the cost pressures that a lot of businesses are seeing in terms of the reversal of VAT that a lot of restaurants have been complaining about and I think, you know, it can't be forgotten or ignored that the government has, has slapped a kind of an extra €1.40 in terms of the minimum wage on, on all employees from a certain point. So cost pressures are certainly very, very acute and I think what Michal Martin is, is trying to do there is say, we hear that there is a problem and obviously there have been a number of high profile closures of restaurants and Nash 19 I think was the, was the highest profile one over the weekend in Cork City um, and that garnered a lot of attention um, so I, I do think you know in in the eve of an election or with, with elections kind of looming I think the government is likely to be quite sensitive on this issue so I think if the if the Taurus is signalling particularly on an issue of taxation that, that a deadline extension is likely then I think we can take it that it will happen I'd say the revenue commissioners are not too happy but again ultimately it's, gov- it's, it's, it's a government issue ultimately it'll make the set the policy and revenue will have to enforce it um, okay. But it does it does show, I suppose, Matt, the the nervousness that does exist within government because they're getting absolutely hammered on social media by the restaurant group, by by entrepreneurs, by business owners for the lack of support that they, they feel they're, they're 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 not getting from government. And I do think the reversal of that VAT um, from nine to thirteen and a half percent. Um, uh, is likely to become an election issue because I think my reading it is that the hospitality sector is essentially paying the price for the greed of, of some hotels across the country who essentially gouge their customers when they were getting a, a tax cut over the last couple of years. Daniel McConnell, editor of the Business Post. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty. Today.